You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Giants fans and welcome to your Monday edition of the Valentine's News Podcast here on Big Blue View Radio. I'm your host Ed Valentine of Big Blue View and today is roster projection day at Big Blue View. Giants have to set their 53-man roster by Tuesday at 4 p.m. My roster projection is already up at Big Blue View. Commenters are already poking holes in it. And uh, since I'm such a glutton for punishment, I invited Big Blue Views Chris Flum on to to poke his own holes in what I did. How you do? <laughs> how, how you doing this morning, Chris? Yeah, I'm doing well. It's raining outside right now, but I'm nice and dry, so let's get to it. Oh, there you go. All right. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through my roster projection, and I'll kind of give you briefly give you some of my reasoning. And Chris, you can agree disagree poke holes in my reasoning tell me i'm an idiot like everybody else does you know <laughs> okay so, yeah, you're an idiot ah thank you very much i appreciate <laughs> that all right let's go uh quarterback i have all three quarterbacks making the roster jones taylor and davis webb obviously there's a decision to be made with webb simply for the reason that Teams oftentimes keep only two quarterbacks. That third quarterback's generally inactive on Sundays. So there's the theory that you're wasting a roster spot. I just think that, A, Webb has been too good and he deserves it. And, B, I think that if you try to pass him through waivers and and get him to the practice squad, somebody is going to scoop him up and make him their number two. Yeah, absolutely. I I think the depth chart as you have it, Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor, Davis Webb, is how it shakes out. But there's no way the Giants are able to sneak Webb through the waiver wire. I honestly wouldn't be terribly surprised if they were getting calls about him just based on how he played against the Bengals and then against the Jets. Yeah, I would honestly feel better about having Davis Webb as my backup than Sam Darnold or you know, what, whatever's going on down over, over and down in Pittsburgh, places like maybe Atlanta or out in Houston. Yeah. Places like those could use Davis Webb as a number two. Also have to look at the Jones and Taylor's injury histories. Those guys get hurt. Uh, Tyrod Taylor has already gotten hurt. So having a player like Davis Webb, who can be kind of a coach in the room, he was going to be a coach and knows the system. And we have seen execute it very efficiently. Having him there is it's worth having the roster spot, even if he doesn't play. 
All right. Plus the the fact that I think, you know, it's preseason is preseason, but he's been better than Tyrod Taylor in the preseason games, to be honest. But uh, let's let's move on to uh, to running back. I have the Giants keeping four running backs. I think, to be honest, that three of them were pretty obvious before this weekend's game against the Jets. Obviously, you've got Barkley, Matt Breida as number two. I think Antonio Williams, who the Giants signed from the Buffalo Bills, has played well enough despite Sunday's fumble to, to make a roster spot. I think I, I'm not sure I know any human beings who would not have fumbled the way that Quan Alexander hit Antonio Williams on Sunday. But for me, the real decision is second-year man Gary Brightwell versus undrafted free agent Jay Sean Corbin. And this was a 50-50. You can make an argument either way. I chose Corbin, who I thought showed a lot in the preseason. I have the Giants uh, with Brightwell on, on the practice squad. Thoughts on that, Chris? I think that's fair. I'm curious to see if they keep three or four runners, period. That might come down to the numbers game at the other positions. This is true. You know, as I as I look at this, too, I've thought about this position ever since I actually posted this prediction. And I wonder if I got this one wrong when it comes to the fourth running back, to be honest with you. I think the Giants might have tipped their hand a little bit yesterday because Gary Brightwell, who we didn't see do this a year ago with with Joe Judge as head coach, Gary Brightwell handled all of the kickoff return duties for the first time yesterday. And I wonder if Brightwell, because Thomas McGahee's special teams coordinator loves him. And if they think he can be the kickoff returner, I wonder if he makes the roster and for depth purposes, they try to, uh, to pass Corbin to the practice squad. So, so I'm already second guessing myself on this one and wondering if I got it wrong. You know, I think that's really just a, a mark of how how good the competition between Antonio Williams, Deshaun Corbin, and Gary Brightwell was over the course of camp and this preseason. Each one of them showed a lot. Williams was definitely the best runner of the three, but Corbin was, he was a weapon in the passing game. He was dependable. He saw a lot of targets in the air, and we know this team's going to want to throw the ball. And then Brightwell, he is... He did everything pretty well, and he has always been a standout special teams player. So it really could be a coin flip between Brightwell and Corbin, and they might come down saying, yeah, we want the special teams acumen if we're going to carry four running backs. Yeah, and I do wonder if they're going to carry four. I, I think they will. As I as I shaped this roster, I can see space and use for all four. So that's how I that's how I went. Let's go to tight end, Chris. And and in my roster projection, I only have three making the roster. And the Giants only have four on the roster as we speak. They have Daniel Bellinger, Chris Myrick, newly acquired Tanner Hudson, and undrafted free agent rookie Austin Allen. And, and what I have here is I have Austin Allen going to the practice squad with the Giants, keeping Bellinger, Myrick, and Hudson. And listen, I think this is a spot where GM Joe Shane is going to be scouring the waiver wire and looking for more help. 
because Myrick and Tanner Hudson as your second and third tight ends is not really inspiring. Yeah, that's that's somewhat less than ideal. I was pretty <laughs> impressed by Austin Allen over the course of the preseason. I thought he flashed. He made some nice plays, but it those were all against you know really third string guys, at least for the most part. Yeah, Tanner Hudson hasn't been with the team long. I'm I'm not sure if he is eligible for the practice squad, especially with the way that the uh, rules have changed. In recent years, I don't know if he's ha- he's put in too much time in the NFL to make it through to the practice squad. I wouldn't be surprised if, like you said, Joe Shane scours the waiver wire and the Giants' third tight end isn't on the roster right now. And they try to sneak Hudson and Allen both through to the practice squad. Again, looking at the how, how the numbers game shakes out at other positions. This is one where the depth is concerning and they could probably find an upgrade get cut and land on the waiver wire from another team yeah it's interesting as i said when i when i wrote my post on monday morning this for me has been very very difficult this particular projection and i know that i'm not going to get it 100 percent right i mean there are a lot of roster there are a lot of competitive spots there are a lot of spots where you can argue for guys one way or the other you have a brand new GM and a brand new head coach with no roster construction track record, and you've got injuries to work around. So, so there are just so many variables. I mean, I'll be happy to be honest with you. I think I'll be happy if once we see all of these projections, I'll be happy if I nail about 43 to 45. Yeah, that's fair enough, I think. And one thing I know when we were, when we were talking about this before we started recording is we don't have a big track record with this regime with Joe Shane and Brian Dable. We we don't generally know what they look for in players. Like I freely admit I was way off on as many scouting reports as I did during the draft. I only had reports prepared on the first two guys the Giants drafted. Yeah, you weren't happy about that either. No, that really annoys me. (laughs) I did well over 100 scouting reports, and I only got two. So, But part of that is we just don't know what they're looking for or where they are looking. Exactly. We just we have no we have we have no real track record. We will we will learn. I think we learned some things about Joe Shane's draft tendencies, and I think we'll learn some things about their roster building tendencies here as well. Chris, let's go to uh, to the wide receiver spot. I have six guys making the roster. I have Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, Wandale Robinson, Sterling Shepard, David Sills, and Richie James. And first, let me say this: Kenny Galladay isn't going anywhere. No one is trading for that contract, and the Giants cannot cut him. He's got a salary cap hit of $21 million and change, and if they cut him, that cap hit goes up to $25 million, and you simply cannot carry a $25 million cap hit for a player that you've cut. I think that people just need to relax, realize that Kenny Galladay's been a good player for a while, and realize that preseason is preseason. Galladay may not be Julio Jones, but he's going to be part of this roster, 
and the Giants are going to need him to produce. That said, I think I think David Sills has to make the roster. I think that you you can argue about Richie James when it comes to uh, C.J. Board, Alex Bachman, Darius Slayton, who I still think is trade bait. Even Jalen Moore, who the Giants just signed just signed last week, is a guy who I I'm intrigued by, and I think might land on the practice squad. Uh, Chris, your your thoughts on this group? It, this I think is the first place where the numbers game might come into play, and Alex Bachman might have done enough to force his way onto the roster, maybe at the expense of that fourth running back. Now, seven receivers is kind of lopsided. And we've seen the Giants try to cobble together lopsided rosters where they've got guys, they just feel like they can't cut. They can't get through to the practice squad. Um, Just kind of a a deep cut and a throwback. But that one year when... uh, they just had to get Edwali Ajomo onto the roster, and they wound up with something like eight defensive ends on their mm-hmm. final roster. They, yeah, that, they had a year. They had a year a couple of years ago where their initial fifty-three had nine linebackers on it. Yes, and that does throw things off for the entire rest of the roster. But man, Alex Bachman played well, and it's tough to cut a guy after he has a preseason like that. And yes, it is preseason. But then you also kind of flash back to Victor Cruz and the Giants just barely squeaked him on the injured reserve with a uh, a hamstring injury that the NFL start, looked at a little bit closely. Yeah, I, I do. Bachman did play well, Chris. The, the thing about it is Bachman's not a rookie. Bachman is a fourth year player. He spent three NFL seasons on the practice squad. I think that as well as he's played, I've had the opportunity to talk to him a couple times during the preseason. He's a, he's, he's a great young man, easy to talk to. I think Alex Bachman has shown us what he is already. And if, if he's lucky, he might be able to be, you know, bottom of the roster, maybe a punt return guy, but I think it's telling that Richie James, despite lack of production, maybe in the preseason games, Richie James got reps with Daniel Jones consistently throughout camp. Alex Bachman got all of his work with Davis Webb in the threes. And I think that tells us a lot about how the roster is going to fall in the end. So I'd love to see Bachman on the roster, but but I just don't I don't see it. Yeah, and, and those are the things that Joe Jane has to just has to reckon with. And just one other observation is the Giants definitely need Kenny Galladay or David Sills, preferably both of them, to step up and produce because everybody else that is likely to make this roster is either a slot receiver or a gadget receiver. Now, I know they, Ryan Dayball said Sterling Shepard can play everywhere. I have thought that in the past. I am not sure after the Achilles injury if Shepard can line up out wide because we saw him younger, less uh, less injured, try that under Joe Judge back in 2020, and it really didn't work that well. I thought he might be able to play like a younger Antonio Brown, but his skill set is really as a slot receiver. Then you've got 
Kadarius Tony, Wandale Robinson, again, very similar skill sets. They are best, I think, with manufactured touches, uh, getting getting them the ball in space. Neither one are really X or flanker type receivers. That is of the Giants wide receivers, Galladay and David Sills. It this is where it really hurts to have Colin Johnson go down with that injury, because then you could have had three big receivers who could line up outside, have that height weight mismatch and really work to create room underneath for the smaller guys. Yeah, I do feel awful for Colin Johnson because he would have made this roster. There's no doubt in my mind. I think that that perhaps Johnson staying healthy might have really forced the Giants to consider keeping seven guys. I want to say this, though, about David Sills. I feel really good for him. I'll be shocked if he doesn't make this roster. He's been getting a lot of work with, the, you know, with the first team in over the past couple of weeks. And I think that that when you think about Daniel Jones and you think about making Daniel Jones comfortable and you think about the relationship that Sills and Jones have formed over the last couple of years. Sills has practically been Jones travel buddy in the off season. He goes everywhere with Jones. He, he shows up everywhere. Jones shows up to throw. He stays after practice to throw with Jones. And what you see is a relationship between Sills and Jones that, that is terrific. I mean, there's, there's a lot of chemistry there. And while he may not be the most talented, most athletic wide receiver on the roster, completions are completions. And I think you you have to lean into that relationship a little bit. And I, I certainly hope that the Giants will do that. Yeah, and as you have said from really the beginning of training camp, the Giants want to make use of option routes. Uh, you told me it was like Kevin Gilbride level of sophistication in this offense, which we didn't really get a chance to see in the preseason because it's preseason. And a big part of that, a huge part of that, of making that style of offense work is the relationship between the wide receiver and the quarterback. You know, we, Hakeem Nix and Eli Manning were fantastic at that. Uh, Also, Eli had a great relationship with Victor Cruz, a great chemistry with Cruz. And we saw what what that offense can do when that when that chemistry is there and having sales out there could allow them to make greater use of that style of offense. So I honestly wouldn't be terribly surprised if David Sills winds up being one of the first three receivers on the field when they're in 11 personnel packages. Absolutely, absolutely. Especially if uh, if Kadarius Tony is not able to uh, to get on the field consistently. But Chris, let's move on to the offensive line, where this has been complicated all summer because of injuries. Because you've we've seen injuries to Shane Lemieux, we've seen John Feliciano, the starting center, in and out of the lineup. A lot of the the backup guys. Uh, Josh Azudu's been hurt. Ben Bredesen has an elbow injury. Giants lost Marcus McKethan to uh, a torn ACL. They had signed Matt Gano to be their backup, to be their swing tackle. And he obviously 
uh, has a neck injury that that might end his career. So it's been kind of in flux the entire summer. Um, in the end, I have nine guys making the roster. I have Andrew Thomas, Shane Lemieux, John Feliciano, Mark Glowinski, and Evan Neal listed as your starting offensive line. Now Lemieux has already been ruled out for week one. And unfortunately, all of the guys who would generally be his backups, being Azudu and Ben Bredesen, are also hurt right now and haven't uh, haven't really practiced in a couple of weeks. The four backups I have making the roster are Azudu, Bredesen, Jamil Douglas, and Devery Hamilton. I think Hamilton right now is your starting left guard. Maybe the surprise of the whole bunch is that I have Max Garcia veteran offensive lineman spent last year with Arizona. I have him not making the initial roster. I just, I also happen to think this is a place where again, Joe Shane will be, uh, will be scouring the waiver wire. Uh, Chris, your, your thoughts on the, on the nine guys that, that I have uh, that I've selected here. Yeah. Uh, no arguments with any of it. And I do like that. You note that there could be some uh, maneuvering after final cutdowns with Lemieux and Max Garcia placing Shane Lemieux on the injured reserve. If they do it after final cutdowns, it, it is not season ending. So they could bring him back at a later date when he is actually healthy and then have Garcia there as your backup guard center, which man, it the injuries that hit the interior of this offensive line, the Giants, they might have nine offensive linemen, but they're still going to be razor thin as far as depth goes, at least early on into the season. Yeah, If Lemieux isn't on the roster, we don't really know what's what's up with Izudu. Uh, I have looked, I haven't seen any admission from the Giants of what his injury actually is. I still have it down as unknown. Uh, Bredesen with that arm injury, those can be tricky for offensive linemen because... You know, you need to get your hands on defensive tackles. So that really just leaves you with Jamil Douglas and Devery Hamilton. And Douglas has had an ankle injury. So it's kind of just Devery Hamilton there. And he has been a great surprise. He has played really well and he's very versatile, which is great. But who? <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel bad for Bredesen because, I mean, back in the spring, I didn't think there was a chance Bredesen would make this roster. But he seems to have adapted pretty well to learning the center position. He had a really good, really good spring, really good training camp until he got hurt. I still think he makes this roster. As for Azudu, we don't know what his injury is. Giants are not required to, to tell us about injuries. They're not required to, to put together injury reports during training camp so they haven't necessarily told us i'm pretty sure it's it's a leg injury of some sort we've seen him out there in walkthroughs and and stretching periods and things like that but he hasn't done any teamwork so and i thought he would be the giants sixth lineman i thought he would be the the first option off the bench but you know but that's not going to happen until he gets back out on the field last thing i wanted to say about Offensive lineman want to clear up one thing about Roy Mbateka, the Nigerian six foot nine, three hundred twenty pound offensive tackle that the Giants signed. 
Yes, they discovered Mbateka through the International Pathway Program, but he was not assigned to the Giants through the Pathway Program. They saw him. They brought him in. They worked him out. They signed him as a true free agent. So there is no roster exemption for Mbateka if they go to put him on the practice squad, which they will certainly try to do. He will count against the 16-player practice squad. So just, just keep that in mind. I know that's a question that, that Giants fans have had. I thought, you know, for what it's worth, a guy who never played football before, didn't even know how to put pads on a month ago, I thought he did remarkably well, all things considered. Yeah, he's he's a definite practice squad candidate, and he's the type of guy I think the coaches are going to want to work with and want to develop. I really do think the Giants are going to be looking at the waiver wire here on the offensive line, and it is probably a good thing that they're going to have a higher priority than the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I you know, I just uh I, I think they have to look at uh at options on the offensive line. They don't have really a true swing tackle on the roster right now. I mean, Devery Hamilton could be that guy. So I, I suppose he would be, but he's probably your starting left guard to begin the season. So Devery Hamilton could be the swing tackle. Azudu could be the swing tackle. I'd feel better if there was a guy that had started some games in the NFL and had some experience. And bes- besides which, as well as Devery Hamilton played throughout the preseason if there's a starting caliber left guard available off the waiver wire the Giants might snap him up yeah the Giants do have a bunch of versatile depth players but their depth has been depleted by all of these injuries so much that that versatility has kind of already been used up and if they can find a guard that they would be fine with having as a starter that would also really help their depth by freeing Hamilton up to be that that swing tackle or four-tool backup. I'd say Hamilton and also Azudu kind of remind me of Kevin Booth back in the day with just the ability to move between positions, and that is a really valuable skill to have, even if it's not starting games. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Let's move on to the defensive side of the ball. And we'll start uh, with the interior of the defensive line. 
I have five guys making the roster. Obviously, Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. Obviously, fifth-round pick DJ Davidson, who might well be your backup nose tackle. And I have a, I had a really hard time with the last couple of spots, to be honest with you. I have, I have Jalen Holmes and Ryder Anderson, the undrafted free agent, making the roster here. And, and I'll be honest with you, I have no idea if I'm going to be right about this. I think Jalen Holmes is a guy who, who sort of plays the five-tech quite a bit. I've seen him quite a bit as a as a as a, a member of the first group when the Giants are actually in their base, but I've also seen Nick Williams in that role. So I have I have the veteran tackles Nick Williams and Justin Ellis not making the roster, but to be honest, this is a this is a spot where I kind of threw my hands up and said, well, you know, I, I've got to put a couple of names down and. Uh, and you can probably talk me in or out of, of any of these guys between Holmes, Anderson, Williams, and Ellis. Yeah, I I think also part of it is we just don't know how much uh, true defensive linemen are going to be used in this defense. We know Wink Martindale is going to blitz. We know he's going to be aggressive in his pressures. We know he's going to use a lot of, a lot of sub packages and a lot of different looks up front there will probably be plays where they only have one down lineman or maybe well, two down linemen i i can tell you this i can tell you you're not going to see although three four is considered their base wink martindale <laughs> has said as much that's considered their base you're not going to see three down linemen a whole heck of a lot wink martindale has admitted that he said basically the way defense is played you're not in your base defense very often. And when the Giants are not in their base defense, you're going to see two defensive linemen, if not one. Yeah, so I think having five defensive linemen on the roster is probably, that's probably the right number. The question really is, which ones will it be? Yeah, I don't know how much this team will rely on having a nose tackle or if they'll want more athletic guys who can penetrate which if they do that really does make it difficult for Justin Ellis to make the team if they do want a nose tackle then Ellis might bump Ryder Anderson off and they might try to sneak him through to the practice squad yeah I I don't look at Dexter Lawrence as a nose tackle candidate yes he is massive he is a massive human being and he is very powerful but to my eye he has never really played the nose tackle very well at all well, he no, just doesn't seem to have the natural feel for angles and leverages that almost natural wrestler to him mm. to be a really good nose tackle. And also he is just so explosive and powerful and agile that he is much more useful attacking a single gap going through uh, stunts and twists, you know, maybe lining him up on a, offensive tackle and saying here deal with this monster and just having him in the middle holding the a gaps occupying the garden center is almost a waste of his physical abilities dj davidson i like what i've seen from him in there at the nose tackle teams don't run too well up the middle when he's in there 
Yeah, it's interesting. Before I move on to Edge, I'm just going to say this. I think that, uh, Chris, I think that when the Giants are in three down linemen, I think it's going to annoy you because I think most of the time you're going to see Dexter Lawrence at the nose. <laughs> I think so. I think you're going to be annoyed there. Yeah, but w- anyway, it wouldn't be the first time. Let's let's move on to Edge, and this is a position that that is complicated by the injury to second year edge defender Ellerson Smith, who's missed several weeks now with, with a foot injury. I have Aziz Ojolari, Kayvon Thibodeau, Jihad Ward, Smith, and O'Shane Zimenez making the roster. I have Quincy Roche out, and I have undrafted free agent Tomon Fox going to the practice squad. Now, at the beginning of training camp, I never would have put O'Shane Zimenez on this roster, but all throughout camp, it's been clear that O'Shane Zimenez has gotten more opportunities than Quincy Roche. I'm so I kind of feel like you have to believe what you see and believe that this this coaching staff appears to prefer Zimenez. Tomon Fox is a guy I think the Giants would probably try to squeeze to the practice squad if they can. What I also think is going to happen here. It would not surprise me if Ellerson Smith makes the roster and then is placed on IR, which would give the Giants the opportunity to uh, to bring him back and perhaps to keep Quincy Roche on the roster as well. So that's kind of how I see I see that position, you know, playing out. But uh, but it's a little bit complicated by the Smith situation. Yeah, I think that is what we might see. With the injuries to Aziz Ojolari and Kayvon Thibodeau, we don't know if they're going to be available for week one. So that would potentially only leave the Giants with these five edges, Jihad Ward and Oshin Zimenez as their starters. And really, if Ellerson Smith isn't able to go, no depth behind them. So it wouldn't surprise me if Eller, if we see that same kind of uh, roster gymnastics where they initially put Ellerson Smith on the roster and then move him over to the injured reserve with the intention of activating him later and then having Quincy Roche re-signed onto the active roster or potentially try... Well, yeah, no, they... If they put Damon Fox on the waiver wire, maybe they could elevate him from the practice squad. But yeah, I think they could. We could see Roche eventually make the roster because he he might have been behind Zimenez on the depth chart. But Roche has flashed throughout the preseason. He has gotten pressure on quarterbacks. He has made some plays, and that's also tough to ignore, especially in the context of the injuries to Ojolari and Thibodeau. Absolutely. But it's also tough to ignore the fact that, that all of those plays have come against second and third team guys. And, and just as an aside uh, in the locker room after Sunday's game, I had a chance to talk to Roche and I asked him about the lack of first team opportunities. And all he did was look at the floor and shake his head. Like, like I, I have no idea why you know, coming off of last year where he did a good job it was pretty obvious that, that he didn't understand 
the you know being down the the depth chart or rep chart as as Brian Dable would would call it. Uh, obviously, Wink is holding Roche's background as a brief Pittsburgh Steeler against him. That, that's the only explanation. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's talk about uh, inside linebacker. I have five inside linebackers making the roster here. And let's just say, you know, up front, I feel really bad for Darian Beavers because Darian Beavers, had he not gotten hurt, Beavers would have not only been on this roster, but I think Beavers was going to work his way into into a decent amount of playing time eventually. Although Beavers was playing the mic behind Blake Martinez, I, you know, I, I, I think that the Giants were going to have to find a way to get him on the field. Anyway, I have Martinez, Tay Crowder, rookie Micah McFadden, Cam Brown, and the fifth spot was one where I went back and forth and I can see going either way. I have journeyman Austin Calitro making the roster and I have Carter Coughlin being out probably going to the practice squad and I know that Coughlin has inside outside flexibility I know he's been a part of the special teams for the last couple of years but this for me was a situation where I just couldn't ignore the performance of Austin Calitro in the preseason. And you just Sunday alone, he had a pick six. He had a, a, a forced fumble. He had a, a tackle for loss. This guy can play special teams. Yeah. I think he's, he's probably been with half the league at this point, but I couldn't ignore the fact that Austin Calitro kept showing up and I barely noticed Carter Coughlin the entire summer. Yeah, I think Calitro has, like David Sills and Colin Johnson, he has pretty much forced his way onto this roster. I thought Coughlin, his versatility, his athleticism, he's a lot better athlete than he gets credit for. And his background as an edge player who has kind of cross-trained inside, attempted the transition. Yeah, I thought that, could play well in Martindale's defense, but yeah, he, I just haven't seen it with him. Although the guy I kind of find myself focusing on is Tay Crowder. And I do wonder if he might wind up being one of those shocking cuts because there are shockers every year guys. We just do not see getting cut who ultimately do get cut, especially when you have a new regime stepping in. Tay Crowder played a lot last year after Blake Martinez got hurt. And while he's athletic and he did his best to step up, I think the Giants could find an upgrade there. And maybe Micah McFadden or Austin Calidro are that upgrade. So that is one spot where I'm I'm not going to say he will get cut, but just maybe keep an eye on that. No, that's that's a good point. If there's going to be a shocker, it might involve Crowder. The thing that 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 makes me wonder about that, I mean, he still spent the entire summer working with the first team. And and you wonder if the Giants are going to to have the guy spend the whole summer working with the first team and then cut him, but 
But if you're looking for a surprise cut, yeah, that's definitely a name to uh, to keep in, in mind. Chris, let's talk about cornerback. I have six cornerbacks making the roster. Obviously, your top three are Adoree Jackson, Darnay Holmes, and Aaron Robinson, who, by the way, we'll just say Aaron Robinson did not inspire confidence <laughs> this summer at all. Um, as much as I like the kid, I like his aggression. Uh, he just did not inspire any confidence. The fourth cornerback that I have making the roster is Cordell Flott, third-round pick. Just let's cross our fingers and hope that Cordell learns how to tackle somebody. <laughs> but uh, I also have Elijah Griffin and Darren Evans making the roster. And And let's be honest, I pretty much threw up my hands when it came to the last two spots and said, I've got to give them to somebody. Let me give them to these two guys. I think the giants kind of told us on Sunday that Griffin is making the roster by barely using him and by taking a really long look at Darren Evans, by taking a long look at Khalil Dorsey, a long look at Zion Gilbert, a long look at Harrison hand. I think they know already that they want to keep Elijah Griffin who can play inside and outside. I think they know they want him on the roster. I have Darren Evans as my sixth guy because I really didn't know who else to put on there. The Harrison hand I thought was going to make this roster. Then he gave up a big touchdown to Denzel Mims the other day. So I don't know how much that'll count against him. The one thing that, that, that has me sort of befuddled is Rodarius Williams second year corner who hasn't practiced since the first couple of days of training camp I don't know what his status is I have him out but this is another one of those situations where the Giants could put him on the 53 and then IR him and and fill that spot with someone from their current roster or someone from the waiver wire. So uh, so again, this is one where where I'm throwing up my hands and going, you know, I, I think uh, I think there could be one or more people on this roster in a day or so who aren't on it right now. Yeah, I think this is a position where the only four we should put down in ink are Jackson, Robinson, Holmes, and Flott. Otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah, just given how important the secondary is to Wink Martindale's schemes, they they will be looking at every team in the NFL and looking at every single waiver wire and looking to make any upgrade they can. Because like you said, Aaron Robinson hasn't been inspiring. And we know Adoree Jackson has an injury history. So not only do the Giants just use a lot of defensive backs, we are going to, a nickel defense will be their base defense. They will probably be using quite a bit of dime defense. We will probably be seeing three corners, four corners on the field for almost every single snap. And if they can upgrade their depth at all, they will. That don't know who it's going to be. Maybe Elijah Griffin is the best guy they can get for one of those spots and they get an upgrade for Darren Evans. Maybe they can upgrade both of those, but they're going to be looking for upgrades. And I don't think their final cornerback depth chart is entirely on the roster right now. 
Absolutely. All right, Chris, let's talk about safety. And I have four safeties making the roster, and the fourth one is a guy that a week ago, 10 days ago, I would not have have expected to to have on my final 53. I have Xavier McKinney, Julian Love, fourth-round pick Dane Belton, who I think the Giants expect to be healthy, if not for week one, very soon thereafter, after he broke his collarbone early in training camp. The fourth safety that I have on this roster is Nate Metters. And this is a guy I'm not sure. I don't remember offhand where he played a year ago, but this is a guy who had 12 tackles on Sunday. And listen, tackle numbers are not always the best way to, uh, to judge guys, but he's done very little wrong throughout training camp. He's been where he's supposed to be. He's made the plays he needs to make. He had an interception on Sunday and, you know, that was negated by a penalty. And I know that, that people were surprised when the giants cut Andrew Adams. And I think that was less about Adams than it was about where Joe Shane and Brian Dable think this team is. And they think that, that younger is probably better at this point, wherever they can go that way. And for me, I know a lot of people have said, well, you know, Trenton Thompson undrafted free agent out of San Diego state might make this roster. But if you think about going young, Nate Metters is 25 years old, even though this is his fourth year in the NFL. Trenton Thompson is a 26-year-old undrafted free agent rookie. So I'm not sure that that counts as going young. I might prefer to go with a younger guy that's already got some experience. Yeah, if if they limit themselves to four safeties, it might just work out that way. But this might be where the shocker cut comes in. And we could see, like, perhaps take route or cut in favor of Trenton Thompson. What We know that the Giants have moved the mic back to the safety position with Xavier McKinney wearing the green dot. We know they're going to be using a ton of sub packages and a lot of big nickel packages. Uh, it, before Dane Belton broke his arm, it was, I think it was probably pretty much a given that he was going to be the, a de facto linebacker or a pseudo linebacker in this defense. And I do wonder if we could see them go with just four linebackers and go with five safeties. That's kind of an unconventional roster construction. But if they're going to be using as many defensive backs as often as I think they might, that could be the way the math works out for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Chris, we have one uh, we have one thing left, and that's to talk about the three special teams positions. And really the only thing to talk about there is the fact that when the pre when the off season started, when training camp started, I wasn't a hundred percent sure that uh that Jamie Gillen was going to be the Giants punter. And now I'm now I'd be shocked if uh if the Giants went in a different direction. I think that uh I I think that that he's done really well and I think he's earned that job. Yeah, absolutely. I 
I was incredibly impressed, especially with his kicking or his punting rather, and his kicking against the Bengals, particularly the one where directional punt really pinned the Bengals back right by the sideline. I wish I could make a golf ball do what he did. He made that football do where it just jumped up, hopped and stopped. Uh, That was very impressive. Also him stepping in and kicking relatively well when Graham Gano went down with that concussion, which Gano will be back. There's plenty of time for him to get back. And Casey Kreider has been exactly what you want from a long snapper, basically invisible. That is true. All right, uh, Chris, I think that, uh, that we've, uh, we've gone through the entire roster and, uh, you know, shortly, uh, you know, pretty soon we'll know how, uh, we'll know how wrong I was. We'll know how many of these, uh, you know, how close I got, how far away I was. Uh, one thing just for Giants fans to expect the Giants practice at one o'clock on Tuesday. The deadline for setting the initial 53 is 4 p.m. on Tuesday. I would expect that the Giants have their 53, at least their initial 53, by the time they hit the practice field on Tuesday. I do not think that Joe Shane and Brian Dable will leave guys hanging and make a few guys practice not knowing whether or not they're going to make the roster. That it seems to me like those guys have been very careful to to treat people well and to do the classy thing whenever they possibly can. So I think uh, I think you're going to know sooner rather than later what your initial 53 is going to look like. Yes, and also that gives them a chance to go through a practice with at least the first iteration of their final roster. They will get a chance to see what this team at least the very first version of what the 2022 giants will look like in practice. Absolutely. All right, Chris, thank you uh, very, very much for, for hopping on, on short notice giants fans. Thank you as always for listening. Please remember to, uh, to subscribe on YouTube, to subscribe on uh, big blue view radio, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you as always. Please remember to stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on? Oh, Mom. (laughs) No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.